right, guys, welcome back to Season 1, Episode 4 of Soaring Highs and Crushing Lows. I'll tell you what, I just spent 25 minutes recording an episode. I went and hit play to listen to it. Turns out the microphone wasn't plugged in. So this is Season 1, Episode 4, Take 2. You have to give me a little credit here, okay? I'm in this tiny shithole studio apartment down here in Davie, Florida. You're probably saying to yourself, what the fuck is Davie, Florida? And I'm saying that to myself, too. It is not Florida that you'd see on the postcards. Where I live, basically, is Juniata with palm trees and lizards. People come down to Florida, they go to Las Olas, and dude, this is amazing. If I was you, I'd be, I'd be here every day. Well, idiot, I live... 35 minutes from the beach. I live west of 95. I'm pretty sure it's the ghetto, but I don't watch the news here. So I had a friend in town this weekend, and I'm telling you what, man. I really, sincerely don't like when people come down here. I really don't. People come down, and I used to come to Fort Lauderdale too and raise hell. But when people come down here, I get this every fucking time from people. If I were you, man, I would probably bartend at the elbow room and I would be at the beach every day. Hey, dickhead, you don't think I want to bartend at the Elbow Room, make $700 a fucking night, and be on the beach every day? It ain't reality, okay? Anyone thinking about moving to Florida, speak to me first, okay? I'm telling you, what you're going to get, you're not going to get palm trees, sunshine, beautiful women. You're going to get Juniata with palm trees and lizards. You're also going to run into a language barrier. Nobody speaks English. Everything's a gated community. It's not the greatest place on earth, okay? It ain't all sunshine and rainbows. But here I am, so just a PSA real quick. You know, I, people come down here and they're on vacation. Well, this is where I live, this is where I work, and they come down here and it's almost like a fucking hurricane. Just blow right through, out the door, back on a plane to Philadelphia. I'm left here with the carnage, with the rebel, with, with the rubble. I mean, it's it takes me weeks to get my life back on track. So please, if you're coming down here, please don't, please don't say the words to me. If I were you, oh man, I'd probably bartend at the elbow room. Hey, if I was fucking, if I had my way in life, I'd be the starting center fielder for the Boston Red Sox, okay? Life sucks, but it's just so annoying. If I was you, I would be bartending at the elbow room. I'd be at the beach every day. Well, that's not my reality. Okay, my reality is Juniata with palm trees and lizards. Now, this podcast is starting off a little hostile. And you might think to yourself, why does he sound so angry? And I'll tell you why I sound so goddamn angry. It's Valentine's Day. And my listeners out there, I know who you are. 25 years old to 40 years old, clinically depressed, probably dependent on at least one substance. Whether that's alcohol, whether that's harder drugs, whether it's nicotine. People that listen to this show, <laughs> they got problems. And I'm basically the leader. Right now, since it's Valentine's Day, I'm drinking cheap red wine from Sunoco. Probably going to give me the worst hangover of all time. But, hey, it's Valentine's Day. I also, you know, I worked 12 hours today. Came home, got into a suit and tie, sitting here in my apartment in a suit, drinking red wine, and doing this podcast. That's called dedication. I wasn't going to even do one until later in the week, but I care about my listeners out there, and I know there's a lot of guys out there right now. They're very depressed. They're very sad. So hopefully, at the end of this 10-minute rant that I'm about to go on, you might be thinking to yourself, driving to work, oh my God, I'm a loser, but I'm not that big of a loser. So let's dive into it. I'm basically what you would call a hopeless romantic. I fall in love pretty easily. This goes all the way back to the beginning. I have to take you back to 7th grade, okay? 7th grade was a magical time. I think I just discovered internet porn. Um, yeah, 
pretty horned up, thinking I, I, I found the, the magic key to life. And uh, But, you know, no girls were interested in me. I was 90 pounds. My mom cut my hair in some bizarre fashion. I, I don't know what she was doing, but she basically just gave me a one across my entire head. I had this big, long nose. Basically, what I'm saying is I looked like a penis. I looked like an actual penis. And uh, in grade school, no ass was going to come my way. But one particular day in seventh grade, a woman, I don't want to say anyone's name on this show, so let's give her, let's call her Amelia Bedelia. No, let's call her Corella DeVille. Because what she did was as sadistic as that wicked witch in 101 Dalmatians, Corella DeVille. So we're going to go ahead and call her Corella DeVille. Corella DeVille comes up to me on the schoolyard and says, seventh grade schoolyard, hey, hey, Fran, Corella wants to date you. Her friend came up to me and said, hey, Fran, Corella wants to date you. I'm over the moon. I'm ecstatic. I'm jumping at the opportunity to date Corella DeVille. So Corella DeVille and I start dating. I think we may have passed. There used to be a game where, like, uh, it was like an origami thing where, you, you pick boy, girl, so I don't know. I can't describe it, but the girl I thought was interested in me. So let's fast forward to Saturday night, the grade school dance. Now, this is the first dance that I'm going to where I might get a slow dance. I might get a kiss. I'm excited because the grade school dances, the only chance I was getting at a slow dance, possibly a kiss, was the spotlight dance. And the spotlight dance, what would happen was everyone would put their name into a basket and the DJ, by the way, how fucked up do you got to be to be a DJ to grade school dance? That's got to be a little weird. What songs do you play? SpongeBob all the way to Rihanna? Anyway, that was my only chance of ever getting a dance was to, I rigged the system like it was the 2020 election, okay? I put my name down in seven different ways. Francis, Fran, Franny, Frank. Trying to secure the bag, trying to get that spotlight dance because I wasn't going to get it on looks alone. Well, this particular dance was different. I knew Corella DeVille was going to be there. So before the dance, I went down to the basement, went to my dad's fridge, took out two Budweiser's, slammed those bad boys in the schoolyard out back. Two beers, let's go. Time for the seventh grade dance. I'm ready. So I get there, and I'm on edge because my mom was actually the chaperone for these dances. Not Again, probably deducting points in the pussy department for me when your mother is the chaperone. No one's banging the kid. Well, first of all, in grade school, no one's banging anyway, I think. But no one's interested in the kid whose mommy is the chaperone. My mom had to go around telling people, leave space for the Holy Spirit. So Corella DeVille comes up to me at this dance and gives me a kiss on the cheek. And out the door she goes. She left with these mischief kids from Oxford Circle, St. Martin's, the bad kids. She leaves with them. I stay at the dance. Now, mind you, listen to what I said. She kissed me on the cheek. Okay, for me? (laughs) I was horned up, baby. I thought I was the fucking man. I literally was on top of the world. So now... Let's fast forward. It's Monday. We're in school. I got. I'm. I'm the best player on a two and seven basketball team. I'm dating Corella Deville. I'm slinging dick in that grade school. I'm thinking I am the goddamn man. This is what I'm thinking. Now I tell you this because it's all gonna come crashing down pretty soon. Friday night there's a party. There's a boy girl party. I, I'm dating Corella. I'm excited. I go to this party. 
and I can't remember, I don't remember what the fuck happened up until this point, but I'm out back at the party, twin house, in the driveway out back, and Corella and her friends are snickering. Corella and her friends are up to no good. Corella tells me, close your eyes, okay? Close your eyes, stand over there, close your eyes. So I'm standing over there, eyes closed, puckered up. I'm thinking, fuck yeah. I'm about to get to prudent. I'm all excited. I didn't get to prudent. What happened was, I got pied in the fucking face. Someone came up and boom, hit me right in the face with a pie. I mean, really whacked me in the face with a pie. I had it all over my face. It was bad. Everyone's pointing. <laughs> Even Corella's laughing. I'm telling you, young Fran was so filled with rage that I could have killed this person, the guy that hit me in the face. I almost did. I beat the living shit out of him, and then I ran home crying. I came home crying. My dad was in there with one of his friends. I was like, oh, they bite me in the face. It, you know. But listen, if I would have killed that kid and it went to trial, can you, as with, with a clear conscience, convict me? That kind of humiliation can only lead to murder. And luckily it didn't happen because I, I wasn't fit for juvie. That was my first experience with women. So right away, off the start, before I'm even 14 years old, I don't trust you broads. Because that was cruel. That was unusual. Corella DeVille, I'm sure she's a nice person now, but that's pretty sadistic. Did not like that one bit. Oh boy, so then a couple years of neandering, nothing goes on. I get to high school, and by junior year of February, I have already suffered through two Valentine's Day periods of getting no candy grams. Candy grams are also a sick, twisted thing that happens. We went to, I went to an all-boys school, so around Valentine's Day, girls from other schools could send you a, uh, a candy gram, a piece of candy, and hey, baby, thinking of, <laughs> I don't know what was in the fucking candy gram, because I never got one. I almost went as far as to tell my sister, who was at St. Hubert's, to please, 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 just send me a candy gram, okay? I don't want to look like a loser. So candy grams in high school are very, if you don't get a candy gram in high school, there's a good chance you're going to be an alcoholic, or at the very least, in some sort of therapy. So I really hope that the tradition of candy grams goes out the window. And dating for me, now I'm a 32-year-old adult. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're saying, I'm in my 30s, I'm single, I live by myself, am I a loser? I'm going to be honest with you. The answer is probably yes. But I would imagine I'm the biggest loser of them all. So you're not alone. That's why on this podcast, we're accepting, okay? We're salt-of-the-earth kind of people. Life doesn't come easy to us. Valentine's Day isn't a hallmark holiday for us. It's torture. But it just, it's, it's so horrible. You go to the store, everyone's like, Happy Valentine's Day. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's just such a bullshit holiday. And obviously, don't I sound like a man that doesn't have a girlfriend and is depressed? Yes, I do. I think my longest relationship was about six months. And uh, there was a saying that my grandfather used to say. And if someone's in the car right now and there's a minor in the car or your mother's in the car... Please turn this down, but the saying goes something like this. A cunt hair can pull a freight train. I'll say it again. A cunt hair can pull a freight train. And what that means is basically women can get men to do whatever the hell they want. Women have all the power. You guys need to understand this. You guys could literally take over the globe, and it would shock no one. So that's just something to keep in mind. I moved all the way to Florida for a girl that I was dating who right now 
I don't think she knows that I exist. I don't think she gives a fuck. Uh, women are kind of cruel in that way. When I moved here, people, a couple months later, after the relationship took a nosedive, people would say to me, Hey, Fran, I heard you moved to Florida. How are things going? How are things going? Hey, how did 9-11 go? How did the Battle of Shiloh go? How did the beaches of Normandy go? That's how this move to Florida went for me, okay? It was chaos, it was carnage, it was destruction. It, it, it wasn't good. Now, if I had to analyze myself, the real issue is I drank entirely too much. So next relationship I get into, let's have a little silver lining at the end of this podcast. Not too much depressing. Hey, ladies, next time in a relationship, I'm going to put down the bottle. It hasn't done any good. So if you're listening and need some relationship advice from me, by the way, if you took relationship advice from me, that would be the craziest thing I ever heard. But my advice would be to uh, stop drinking. Uh, Obviously, I haven't listened to that advice. But drinking pretty much ruins everything. So next time... Any of you losers out there, get yourself in a relationship. Let's put the bottle down. All right? That's what I plan on doing. Not tonight, though. Tonight I'm getting fucked up. And I'm drinking gas station Merlot. Well, I hope that these stories I told you guys, maybe you're listening and you you get a good laugh. And you say to yourself, well, Christ, at least I'm not the guy from the Soaring Highs and Crushing Lows podcast. Because that guy is a fucking loser. And I would have to agree. But listen, we're, we're going to get better. Things are going to get better. We just got to make it through this day. It's almost at the end. I'm going to take a melatonin after this and pass it right out. It's going to be glorious. But I want to uh, follow up, you know, from last week's episode, pig virus. We got him against the ropes. Pig virus. I think you can remember pig virus. He was my former boss, and he took $375 out of my last paycheck to get a fucking car wash. Uh, I'm now on an email chain with them. I was on an email chain with the vice president of this corporate company, Pig Virus, my boss, and they were explaining to me that I signed paperwork authorizing them that they could take money out of my paycheck when they saw fit. I said, I understand that. You could have told me and I would have gotten the car washed. You took the liberty of taking the car, which had dirt in it because it was a fucking landscaping company, And you gave it a a detail for $225. He detailed the car for $225. The car had 85,000 miles on it. It was a 2004 Ford Focus. This fucking pig virus. Then, not only did he take it to get a car wash for $225, which is insane, he also tipped the guy $25. Hey, I guess when it's not your money, who gives a fuck? Also, you know... I apologize to anyone out there for the Eagles loss. Yes, I did bet the Eagles. I put $200 on the Eagles. I wore my Eagles shirt. I was ready to go. And a lot of people are upset with me. My sister, she said, you know, I fucking lost the Super Bowl for them. And I think that's unfair. I I think that that is unfair. If you're looking for someone to blame for the Super Bowl, blame the douchebags at Temple University. They were out there flipping cars, tipping cars over six hours before the game. What the fuck is that about? They're flipping cars like a bunch of degenerate dickheads. And, and I guess I guess they're thinking the Eagles were going to go on and win the Super Bowl, but they're flipping cars hours before the game. So if you want someone to blame other than the referee, look no further than the Temple University students. All right, guys, listen. 
I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I'm running out of things to say. I think I'm going to go have myself a cry. Okay? Might listen to some sad music, light a candle. I just wanted to get on here for Valentine's Day. Tell you guys a few funny stories. Hopefully you get a laugh. Hopefully you get a kick out of what my grandfather said. A cunt hair can pull a freight train. By the way, my grandfather never said that. It just makes the story funnier. And it's a funny saying. But... I want to get on here for Valentine's Day. That's the Valentine's Day special. Don't worry, there's going to be uh, another podcast coming out later this week. I appreciate everyone listening. And uh, yeah, next week we're going to go live where people are going to be able to uh, comment and call in. I didn't want to do that tonight because I know you Neanderthals would probably humiliate me and say all sorts of mean things. And it's Valentine's Day, you know? I'm already depressed. I don't need to get picked on anymore. So I'm going to wrap that up, guys. It's a short episode, only about 20 minutes, but fuck it. No one's ever... Is anyone listening to any podcast past 20 minutes? Because I'm not. So 20-minute episode here. Hopefully you enjoyed my misery. Hopefully you enjoyed some of my suffering. And uh, this wine's got me pretty fucked up. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to go ahead and end this bad boy right here. Thanks for tuning in.